Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Haley Josephs was born in 1987 in Seattle, Washington, and spent her formative years in the city of Pittsburgh. She received her BFA in painting and drawing from the Tyler School of Art at Temple University in 2011, and her MFA in painting and printmaking from Yale University in 2014. She also studied abroad in Italy at Temple University in Rome, and again at the American Academy in Rome. Haley has exhibited locally and internationally. She was included in Painting Forward at Thomas Erben Gallery in 2016, Too Much of a Good Thing at the Basilica Hudson in Hudson, New York, and had her first solo exhibition, Civil Twilight, at Delhi Gallery in Long Island City last spring. She currently lives and works in Brooklyn, where I met up with Haley and we spoke about her mutual early years growing up in Pittsburgh, the Warhol effect, color nostalgia, and the value of listening to yourself in the studio. Here's our conversation. <laughs> the filter? Just so it doesn't make that, you know. All right, uh, well, right here is good. It sounds perfect. Okay. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh. Why don't we start with Pittsburgh? Yeah. So you grew up, wait, where did you, I'm sorry, South Side. Yeah, I grew up in the South Side. So in the city, like on the hill. No, I'm no. from the Southside Flats. Oh, like down like by Carson Flats, Street. Southside yeah, Flats, like right. right next to Carson Street. I was born in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So like how how did how did your family land on the Flats? Um, my dad had bought a house there a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And anyways, but they ended up getting divorced. And my dad like lives in the East End, but he sold the house to my mom. Mm-hmm. And so when I was like seven, we lived there. And I've always lived there and it's super, I used to hate it because it's super hot in the summer and like the cement everywhere, but I definitely love it now because it was always close to the rivers and like the bars. And I was like really into like the tattoo culture, like mm-hmm. tattoos everywhere, I don't know super cool to be there like in the summer I was like a teenager I got into it when I was like a teenager yeah and like got really proud of it and anyways but now it's like such a cool area but when we first lived there it was like bad you know or like I don't know like white trashy kind of yeah a little rough around the edges yeah like a lot of drunk people because of all the bars yeah yeah it's it gets sportsy down there too now it's like but now it's like all the like Duquesne students and but it's like really cool. Is it still? Because I that was basically where I hung out the most. I think. South side. No, the south side. Yeah. Oh, cool. You go down to Carson because the Beehive was a big spot. The Beehive is like. Is it still there? I remember going there for the first time when I was like six or something, and I was like, "This is so cool! This is like what I aspire to be." Because all the cool, like weird things on the walls. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. Yeah. Like there's just stuff. And everywhere. then I was like so little and impressionable. But impressionable but then everyone's like wearing like weird clothes and like tattoos it's still there but now it's a little more tame i feel like you know but it's still good coffee and yeah we used to hang out there a lot and it was a big musician 
hang out too. Yeah, the Rex Theater. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I would see like yeah. punk bands there. Yep. Or even before before we moved there, like a long time ago, it was actually a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I saw Free Willy. <laughs> but um, but then it became like a really cool venue. See, I think the venue when it that must have been post me, like after I left, because when I was there yeah. it was movies. Oh, okay. And it started out, or at least my, you know, recollection of it was like art house movies they played there. Oh, cool! Like yeah, independent I think. stuff. Yeah, that was before me. We were like, right, missing each other. But yeah, I saw Free Willy. <laughs> and uh, my grandma took me. But anyways, then it was a really cool place to see shows. I saw, like, Anti-Flag and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would go see, like, weird punk bands. Um, anyways, yeah, my so mom still lives there. Still on the flats. Still there. It's a great Sarah area. Street. Or at least, I don't know. It's, it is a very special place, very dear to my heart. And especially, like, the cool, like, the people that have been there for, like, like the Southsiders, like, anyways. The Yinzers. Yeah, yeah, the Yinzers. Like, there's this old woman that lived down the street from our house that was, like, kind of a grouchy or grouchy or just, like, she kept to herself. But she had this vibe that was, like, she just wanted to be alone. And she had her little yipper dog Mm -hmm. and her big garden. And she'd always be sitting on the stoop, you know. And anyways, but only a few years ago she she died. Mm -hmm. And we knew she died because we started, we saw, like, that – Maybe her family got rid of, like, just all her stuff, like, in bags outside her house. Because me and my mom like to do, like, trash runs. We like to, like, walk around and see, like, if there's cool stuff people are getting rid of. Yeah. And she was throwing away the coolest things, like, bags of, like, vintage dresses, like, old, amazing vintage Christmas decorations. That that clock there, that chicken clock, (laughs) that was hers. Anyways, Barb. And I did a painting of her, but it's behind that. Behind that mm-hmm. painting, flower, behind yeah. the flower painting, we, I did a painting of Barb. But Barb, like, helped give us all these really cool things. Anyway, she was a cool, like, old Southsider lady. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I remember staying in an apartment right on Carson. And um, one of the great things about Pittsburgh is amazing vintage stores. Oh, yeah. Like, I used to go to, um, over by Sewickley, uh, towards Sewickley, there was this monster Goodwill that oh, had yeah. like all the clothes were color coordinated. So if you wanted a V neck in like beige, like you could get it right. But oh they my had God. so much stuff with these. But I remember, the, you know, the vintage shops were really amazing. Yeah, the and one Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. The one Goodwill I still go to. I got this one dress that I wore when I first met Devin, actually. Mm-hmm. When I had my interview, we met, and that's the dress that I. I got there at that Goodwill. But, I don't know. Have you been to the Zenith Tea Room? That was no. That was a really... I mean, that's, like, still there, but it was, like, this weird vintage antique shop, but it's also, like, a cafe, uh-huh. but that's on cool. one of the back streets. Super cool. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of cool places. So you got there when you were seven from Seattle. I was born in Seattle. Then we moved to New England and then moved to Pittsburgh when I was, like, four and moved to, like, the East at East Pittsburgh. Okay. And then once my parents got divorced, then my dad there. sold that house to my mom. Like, I was seven. I remember moving in a very hot summer. But your memories are pretty much from Pittsburgh then, if you got there when I you were I feel, four. like, very, like, connected to the South Side. Like, very, yeah. Did you ever read um, Annie Dillard, An American Child? I haven't. Oh, Annie Dillard 
that author, she's from Pittsburgh. It was really, I just finished that book and it was just really cool because she talks so much about growing up in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Although she grew up in like the East End, like right around like where the food co-op is mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, yeah. like right around that area. Um, and anyways, it was really nostalgic and really special to listen to her describe like the streets of Pittsburgh and how it framed her childhood. And I feel like the South Side for sure yeah. did that to me. You know, I went back, I don't go back often to a fault, I think. I don't I just went back recently and it's so different. But the thing that I really um, recognized and kind of like remembered and connected with is all the hills. I know. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's so it's so hilly. And people describe it I feel like people are say like this is like San Francisco. You know, like and it is like so extreme. Like we do our walk when I when I go home. When I'm going home next week actually. Mm -hmm. Or home. To right. see my mom. Um, and we live right by the one south side steps that go all the way up the south side. Oh, yeah. That one hill. Yeah. And it goes all the way up. If you go all the way up, it's like a workout. And it goes to like this church. I forget which church it is, but the view is so amazing. But to get up there, it's like I lived crazy. halfway up there. Really? Yeah, oh in a place. I, I lived for a summer in a place in like one of those crappy houses on the side of Mount Washington. Or Mount Washington, take it. Uh, Mount Washington. Yeah, we were, we were on the side, and um, yeah, for a summer I lived on the, and would walk up those. They were like steps from 1890. Maybe? I know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm walking, I'm like, "This is my last step. Like, this right. is gonna be the end. Yeah. It's gonna fall it's through." A little, a little bit, but uh, that's what I remember: these crazy hills and driving. Wow. I was like, I think maybe I'm a good driver because I learned to drive in that insane landscape of totally really steep hills roads that are barely the width of a car yeah and then parking on those streets yeah. like my mom was just saying because she's visiting she had to find this parking spot she's like you would have never thought i could have parked in this parking spot over where she's staying in ridgewood and um and my brother was like you're not gonna make it and she did it and she was very proud she's like the south side taught me because we would find before before like we could never find a parking spot. She has a driveway now, but it would be like this whole thing, and I and we would put like lawn chairs out. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And we put <laughs> we put lawn chairs out, and there's this whole thing I did when I was like um, like twelve or thirteen or something, where we put a lawn chair out and somebody moved it, and we as a joke we wrote up this whole thing on like I wrote this thing on the computer of like this is like the lawn chair removal act. Like you're being warned, like our surveillance camera saw you. And this is, we have a history here in the South side of like putting lawn chairs out and like you disobeying. And it was like obviously a joke, but we made it seem like it was really serious and we put it on their truck and they laughed. (laughs) But yeah, that was like the thing, like you could never find parking. Right. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And not easy. So you were sort of trained on those streets. How did art come into things? Was it at school that you first started doing it, or? Um, or did always. You not? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, like, I, it was like always would be drawing when I was little. For the longest times, that's all I would want to do. Cats, mostly cats. I remember drawing cats and women. And um, I remember f- with my cousin Sophie, who I'd spent a lot of my time with, because we were basically we're the same age, so kind of like sisters. We would just 
when we weren't at school, we'd be together. We would just, like, take all the crayons and try to combine all the colors to get, like, the coolest, most psychedelic colors. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting really jealous of her because she could find, like, the coolest combinations. I'd be like, how could you do that, like, with neon colors? Anyways, as I got older, um, I think it was, like, my parents always took it seriously or like they realized that it was like really important to me so they would make sure like I could do things at like Pittsburgh Center for the Arts or like you know like free classes or like art camps I don't remember doing a whole lot of art camps but just like things like after school or on the weekends yeah and then I would always be drawing and did you used to go to Carnegie and then when I was in high school well I went to Kappa High School creative I was like it was like a big deal we had to draw something to get in I mean it's a public school but yeah. it was like for art Arts. I really wanted to go there and um, so I was very excited when I got in and that was serious to me um, ninth grade <clears throat> but then like when I got older I started taking classes at the CMU pre-college Saturday classes mm-hmm. and like drawing from the model and I think that really like instilled in me like I got like much more serious when I realized like how I could just like look at something and draw it, and you caught the bug. Yeah, I got really into. Fi- I feel like fig- like the figure that was like a big thing. Like when I realized, like how you could like, well, how we had to like draw the skeleton first, and mm-hmm. how like learning anatomy became like it was like magic. Like it was like like something clicked, and yeah. I was like, this is like pretty easy, but like I really like it. It feels right. It sounds as like it was something that you were compelled to do from the beginning with drawing, but did you have teachers that really kind of turned you on to it, or were they just average teachers and you you just loved the subject? Oh, well, I went to a Waldorf school. I feel like going to a Steiner school because the art is, like, really important. I went to, like, I was, like, the first Waldorf school of Pittsburgh. I was the first first grade, the first second grade. Mm-hmm. Where I was, like, but then our teacher left. But um, art is really important in the Waldorf curriculum and I think that helped me so but it was a hard transition when I transitioned from the Waldorf school which is a private school to a public school for fourth grade Mm -hmm. but I think that was key was my art teacher there at home in Montessori Mm -hmm. which is where I went and she noticed in me I I guess like yeah some I don't know I think she did like notice that I really loved to draw and like I was taking it really seriously and I was only like in fourth grade so she would tell me to do I think it's hard to remember now but I feel like she did kind of like ask me to do more serious things like she would push me and like talk to me after class Mm -hmm. and that was like it it definitely felt like she was helping me out and noticing me yeah so when you got to high school and you you were pretty focused on art I mean it's an yeah centered high school did you you just felt like and going to CMU did you feel like okay this is what I'm gonna do after high school yeah I mean I feel like I, I I've thought about this before to see if there was like some instant that like made me feel like to devote my life to art and the green like light moment I can't yeah. think of anything I feel like it was like I always knew yeah and and also my dad's an actor so I think having like an artist in the family kind of and having like, and my mom, my both my parents were never like, don't do that. Like you need right. to think of something else. Yeah, it was Be never. Practical. It was like <laughs> never that. I mean, my dad's like, yeah, I always have like four jobs. You know, like this is just the way it is. But yeah. you can do it. And or like being creative is like important. You know, if you mm-hmm. feel that. And yeah, I mean, when I was little, I was like, I love animals. Like, um, want to help animals. But I always knew like 
I think it was more when I was 17 and I was at Kappa and we got into, we, me, me and some of my other friends, but I got into governor's school. Do mm-hmm. you know about governor's school? I mean, I know of it, but I don't. Because it doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Unfortunately, it was a really good program for um, like juniors going into senior year mm-hmm. um, where you could go up to Mercyhurst College campus um, near Erie or in Erie. And it was like an intense art experience like I got in for painting there were other art forms and um, theater and music and dance but I got in for painting and there were 10 of us that got in from it's all for Pennsylvania yeah and um, that was like a really serious thing that made me realize like how how important painting and drawing was for me because before I was also like interested in a lot of forms yeah not photography so much but like ceramics and sculpture yeah um, but that helped me be like, oh, I want to be a painter. Like, this is like a serious thing to be a painter. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Were you aware when you were in high school too of like, I'm sure the school brought up like Warhol and Pearlstein and people like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Artists. We were like kind of proud. Like, I think some people, I think it's hard for me to even think if I, how I'd feel about Andy Warhol if I wasn't from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because it's so part of growing up in Pittsburgh. It's like, I this totally is agree. Andy Warhol Bridge. This or yeah. Wait, is there an Andy yeah, Warhol? Yeah. yeah, there is. Because there's a Rachel Carson Bridge, too. And I like her. But um, There's an everything bridge. Yeah. There's about two wait, million yeah, bridges in this Clemente <laughs> Bridge. Um, but Andy Warhol is, like, instilled. And it's just, like, yeah, we're yeah. so proud, like, of Andy Warhol. And so I can't even think, like, would I like him if I... But I... Yeah, and the Mattress Factory, too. Yep. I feel like we'd always go to the Mattress... And because I went to Kappa, it would be like, we always are... Oh, and Kappa used to be in Homewood. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I was in Homewood for a little, and then it moved to downtown Pittsburgh, so it's a new building. Mm-hmm. And so we could, like, walk across the bridge and go to the Andy Warhol Museum. And so we were, like, always... We're always talking about Andy. Yeah. And Pearlstein, too, because of... and. Um, CMU, but I feel like definitely Andy Warhol was a huge influence, and it was always like, oh, he's weird. Like he was weird, and he was like from Pittsburgh, and then he went to New York and like influenced all these people. And it was like a big deal. Yeah, I, I see. I talk about it a lot to people, uh, you know, of Warhol, like the the sort of unconscious impact of Warhol when you grow up there. Yeah. But I don't think you can understand it unless you're there, because it's not like it's in your face all the time, but he's just there. Yeah, you're right. I've never really had a chance to talk to someone about this because they're not from Pittsburgh but I it is it's like it's like because there's certain things about Pittsburgh that we're just like really united and proud about right and that's like one of the core things yeah, to definitely. me I mean as it may be just also because I'm a painter painter but I feel like it's like there and yeah we're like really proud but I remember going to art school and meeting people who would just say Warhol sucks I hate him yeah and yeah. like it was shocking I know me too yeah so <laughs> I think recently someone was like oh I never liked his work and I was just like oh and then it made me think like would I like his work if I wasn't from Pittsburgh but I don't know it's it's really important I think that's cool that um they make it seem so important yeah no, but I mean it is it, it's so cool that a city is proud of like a visual artist. That's really rare. I mean, he was really popular. Right. But um, But the the funny thing about it to me is 
Pittsburgh's such a blue collar working class city. Yeah. And Warhol is here's a guy who was really blue collar poor. Totally. Grew up selling cans of like Campbell soup cans to make money, right? Yeah. So in his mother instilled within the family like this blue collar work aesthetic, you totally. know, work ethic. Yeah. And um and then he went to New York and was associated as being this sort of like pop culture you know, fringe sort of weirdo who was just hung out with vagrants and drug totally, addicts and musicians. Yeah. And as someone who grows, like when you grow up in Pittsburgh, there is that blue collar vibe. Absolutely. You can't escape. That's so, yeah. So he is kind of the pathway when you're younger to connecting to this bridge between yeah. working hard and then doing something that's kind of seen as, you know, fringy, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. in an artistic sense. So yeah, it's, yeah. He, he like paves the way for that, I think. Oh, that's so Whereas true. if you grow up in San Francisco, maybe you could, you could care less about this guy who came from a working class environment or whatever. It was like a Polish that's immigrant. So you know what true. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's why maybe unconsciously when people would be like, yeah, Warhol sucks. And then I would be offended. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? You know? Like, no, that's so true. I, I really agree because like, yeah, I grew up definitely like blue collar and like like this this like grittiness of like that you know steel like town and like yeah. just that roughness right and and he did it yeah and it was like even people with money in pittsburgh are, aren't bougie yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like bet, yeah, the bet. taint of that like working classes on everyone i think yeah no matter what you know it's like even if you hop in your range rover from you know the north hills or something you're like oh you're going downtown you know like they'll <laughs> yeah, still to- have that totally yeah yeah that feel to them yeah so yeah that's i guess why it's nice to connect on that because i feel like people outside of pittsburgh may not have that feeling but it's nice to know that that's not imagined no because you know, sometimes I- like there's a mythology to your youth and you feel like oh yeah this is really important to me like for me the carnegie museum was huge that's to me I always say that's like my favorite museum yeah. and I'm like I think I'm biased but that's like the best museum I love it yeah, yeah. It, it was a huge like I loved going there and I mean for me when I was younger it was like to go into the history part and look at the animals like yeah. the stuffed animals and um and it was cool how the library I mean that's just also a really beautiful building mm-hmm. and just um my nose is sweaty um <laughs> um to go you would go into that amazing library because we'd always because my aunt so I would always be drawing with Sophie my cousin and my aunt would always be watching us and she would always take us to the libraries and that would be the best library to go to would be the Oakland library mm-hmm. and you used to be able to get in to the museum from the library right, yeah I don't think you can do that anymore but yeah that's the best museum and we'd go look at the animals mm-hmm. and then the paintings and I'd be like oh, and then I would take classes when I was like in middle school, I did like drawing classes at the museum, and we'd draw from and the paintings. It didn't feel amazing for me when I used to visit the museum when I was in school, like grade school or high school. Like, and yeah. you see those giant paintings. I was like, "What is this?" It's I amazing. know. I was like, "This." And I remember trying to draw one, one big painting they have there. It's like a mythological scene. I have no idea. I would. It's still there, and like I was like, "How?" Do, uh, there's like horses, and probably like knights. And I'm, like, trying to draw that. And it was, like, so complicated. And I was, like, I can't believe someone did this. And this is, like, amazing. He's, like, blowing my mind. That's so cool that you feel the same way. Because definitely Andy Warhol, like, is, like, it's, I never put my finger on it. But I think you did. Yeah. Um, 
and then like also that museum mm-hmm. like I think it was like really important like to yeah it, guiding it, me it's kind of like the foundation or something you know yeah even to this day when I see like Sheeler paintings or something I'm like oh yeah yeah it feels right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it wasn't that you know it wasn't that steel city-ish when I was there but it does have that vibe to it even though CMU was making it techie you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. still, there's that, there's that old patina of like gray soot on everything. <laughs> yeah, like. or like the memory of it is like ingrained in like, um, like in the South Side. How well before I lived there and before you lived there, it was mm-hmm. like when the steel mills were really up and running. Like, and also this, my dad worked in the steel mills when he was younger. Like mm-hmm. everyone's part of that, but. Um, there would be like this patina of like soot over the whole city, like it yeah. was crazy. Like, anyways, and the sky is gray too, so you had the whole. It's like people think Seattle is like supposed to be like the most overcast city, but Pittsburgh is number one, like the most like has like the most cloudy days oh, year really? round. Yeah, we won that. Competition? Yeah, we won, <laughs> which is interesting. I was born in Seattle, and then we went to Pittsburgh, but yeah, we have really cloudy days. And it's good to know we'll never suffer from seasonal affection disorder. Right. <laughs> We've got a good, like, foundation of gray. We're so used to gray. Right. Yeah, but you're not, uh, we'll get to your work, too, but there's not a lot of gray going on in your work. Right. But it sounds like from an early age, maybe that was like, you know, color was a way out, or you were yeah, just exploring totally. psychedelic crayons. And, you know, like, <laughs> I was to, like, exploring push, psychedelic push crayons. the envelope from early on. Yeah. And I love that Warhol's very, he was very kind of pungent with his color, but there was a grayness to his... To the conceptual side of his work. Yeah, I yeah. Think. A real kind of, you know, yeah, anyways. So I think he had that in his work as well. So you're in high school, and what do you decide about going to school after that? What um, do, what well, do you do? I was into art. <laughs> well, so it was really important going to governor's school when I was 17. And then that kind of reaffirmed, I was okay, definitely want to go to art school. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what schools? And I applied, you know, I applied to a lot of schools. I wanted to go to art school right after. I wanted to get out. So I wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. I was like, I have to get out of here. That's a necessity. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, definitely. Um, And so I, I don't know. You don't need to know like where I was going to go, but I decided to go to Tyler. Mm Mm-hmm. And actually, it was between Tyler and Alfred because I really was into ceramics. Alfred is good ceramics. Yeah, and I was really into ceramics. But then I was like, I want to do painting and ceramics. So I ended up choosing Tyler, um, even though it was in Pennsylvania. It was good. Well, it was good because it was a state state, school. But but also Philly seemed really different from Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. And it is. And... I'm glad that I chose Tyler because ended up being like I chose painting and I'm really definitely feels like that was the right choice. Yeah. Um, but Tyler was a great experience. I was at Tyler when it was at the old campus. Um, like it was much more like surrounded by nature where it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been there? Mm, uh, it's been a long, long time. And I just went in passing. I, okay. I haven't been to Philly in a very long time. Oh, interesting. I used to play music there and had friends. Because, you know, I went to Penn State, so I would... Right. Commute there to see music, and I had some a lot of people. It's almost like Penn State's like half Pittsburgh people, half Philly people, and yeah. then some Jersey people too. Yeah, but yeah. but you know we would go visit places in Philly, and I think uh, 
I remember being there, but that was a long time ago. Oh, probably in the so place that you're talking about. It was about. probably, yeah, when it was in Elkins Park, which was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it was cool that I was able to experience both. So I was there. And then and then it was like when I, I studied abroad in Rome, because uh-huh. Temple has to study abroad. Oh, uh, yeah. Program. What is it called? Temple Rome. Temple Rome. Yeah, yeah. People from cool. outside. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. So Actually, there was someone, I think, from Penn State. Yeah, Penn State people go to. Yeah. yeah. Um, in between that time... Then it transitioned to the new building, which is really nice, up in North Philly, like where the Temple campus is now. Tyler's like part of that. Yeah. And that was cool. It's still there. Did you have some good teachers there, or anyone that sort of? Yeah, definitely. I mean. Lit the fire. For sure, for sure. Like Mark Shatabi was really Mark Shatabi, but Donna Nelson. Oh yeah. Is like, um, I feel like really important. Yeah. Um. I mean, sometimes I think, like, that's the only reason I got into Yale is because mm-hmm. she wrote my recommendation, but <laughs> um, she was really, imp- really important Yeah, and me. And was Rome amazing, too? I mean, seeing all that? Yes. Yeah, that's Just a lot. Right? That was so Were amazing. You, have you been to Europe before then? No. No, people from Pittsburgh don't travel when they're young. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, not very far. Not, yeah. I, we, would go, we would go back to Massachusetts, but, um, yeah, I'd never been to yeah. Europe. Or, or out of the country at all. Actually, that was my first time going out of the country. And it was like, oh, my God, it was beautiful. It was super cool. Yeah. I mean, the art was, but it was just like being there. Yeah, The traveling. light, the light there. The light is different. It's really beautiful light. The materiality of everything is so different, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. So you had the, the foreign experience of Philly, which is a provincial f- foreign element, and then going over to Europe, which is... A whole other thing. And what was your work like at the time? What were you making? Um, in Rome or... Or just in general, in, in undergrad? I was doing paintings that I, I, I don't have images of, but it'd be cool to see in, in contrast to how things are going now. But I feel like you would be able to tell that I made them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was figurative still. Um, a lot more elements of... Uh, like figures in weird groupings of figures in kind of strange compositions Mm -hmm. or and I would do a lot of a lot of the time I had like wolf heads on the characters Mm -hmm. that that I was doing a lot of that Um, or like they'd be wearing masks and it would it would often be like a wolf Um, that was one thing that I was doing a lot and I think a lot of the time I was obsessed with finding like old photos and like painting from from old photos like this like nostalgic feel mm-hmm. i find old photos in philly when i was living in philly at like weird antique or bookstores um but then in rome i'd find them too at like so then it had like an italian asp like they'd be like looking really italian but i would find like old photographs and paint from them so they and the color the color influenced those paintings a lot because i was like I really like the old photo, like, look, aesthetic yeah. look, like. Um, the kind of sepia or, like, a burned sepia, out yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah. Was your color similar to what it is now? Or were you just playing around with these warm warm and cools that are kind of pushing and pulling against each other? In, in, col- in high school, when I painted, it was, like, really a specific color of, like, grays and, like, thalos. Mm-hmm. And then when I started seriously painting and, in college, 
I think. Um, it, it'd be like that nostalgic kind of color from the old photographs that would really, it would be like peaches and like turquoise, like, I don't know, some of those. Yeah. There's like colors in that flower painting that mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I, I can't describe any any differently but it was like a nostalgic kind of color tone that yeah. I was really interested and I was also interested uh, now I'm remembering I painted a lot on like old found wallpaper I was really into like wallpaper that I would just find in like thrift stores and like the pattern would influence the color palette mm-hmm. or the background um, I would like I'd stretch the wallpaper over stretchers and stuff and paint on that so it would on top of like the colors, also the pattern would make it more nostalgic. Right. I was really into that. And then when I graduated, I got a studio right by my house in Kensington, Philly, uh-huh. in this building called Viking Mills that my friend now has the studio. Um, but that was cool. That's when I at the end of at the end of school, like my senior year, and after graduating, I was painting mostly like on raw canvas mm-hmm. or like rabbit skin glue canvas and like drawing on it a lot and like doing like washes of colors and then drawing. And I was really into like just like the pure pigment, like bright colors and just like not mixing and just like drawing. I really needed the color to be vibrant. Did you have some of the canvas showing too? Or was it? Yeah, always. Yeah. It would be like, so it would be like a drawing painting. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a painting, but it was like, but because I was painting on the canvas, it would dictate the brush, and the brush became more like a pencil, like it was more right. like a drawing. Um, yeah. So then, whenever you, well, actually, in Philly, Philly's a big, you know, cultural place. You know, like there's lots of music, there's theater, there's all sorts of stuff going on there. Were you getting into music too? What was the music situation? Hmm. Or were you not a live music? I wasn't um, going. I mean. I feel like my or places like that. No, I mean, I don't think I I think I was just painting in the studio. I think maybe just my boyfriend at the time probably was influencing my and he's really into weird music. Um, What's weird music? Oh, oh. Uh, (laughs) Just like strange sounds. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to like go into without like trying to create it with my with my own voice, but I couldn't do it. Um, I think we would actually go to New York a lot though, yeah. to listen to music. That's cool. Yeah. What were you into at that point? My music? Yeah, I'd like to do you listen to music in the studio. I music? listen to I think music has a lot to do with people's work and I think yeah. that uh, this is my own opinion. I like to tend to listen to like more sad, like just like also like folk music, like a lot mm-hmm. of just like stripped down which is like really just like old like singing and like a few instruments mm-hmm. like from a long time ago like lead belly style stuff that but also just like more like from the 60s I don't oh, know okay that stuff. um and then i feel like to me i could see that like as a painter like i'm just making oil paintings of like and there's like kind of a, it's not a complex composition and it's just like this is what it is it's mm-hmm. kind of stripped down yeah. And I like to, like, know what my friends are listening to. Like, for instance, like, Devin, mm-hmm. like, makes, like, these really, like, crazy paintings where there's, like, a lot of components. And, I mean, like, the composition is straightforward, usually. It's not, like, but there's, like, a lot going on, like, materially and color and yeah. 
Um, then like his music is more like, I don't know, it's very contemporary music mm-hmm. and like fun. Like there's a lot of instruments, like, but like a lot of like synthesizers probably too. Yeah. And then I don't know. And then I have other friends where like my one friend Jenna makes like these paintings that are like layered and layered, like she'll work on for so long. They're very abstract or sometimes they'll have a drawing, but and then she listens to very like contemporary. I don't know. The music kind of fits. I think that it really makes sense. Like, I like to... I mean, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people really just like listening to all kinds of sorts of things, but I listen to... Yeah. I don't know, like Nick Drake a lot. Like, I like when there's, like, like poetry, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when it's, like, a lyrical poem. Do you like Will Oldham? Have you ever heard of him? Palace Brothers or Palace? That's Uh, what he went by. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll have to trade some music. Yeah. Well, I always listen to my boombox that I've had since I was, like, really long. And I, so I listen to cassette tapes a lot. Yeah. So I, yeah, and there's, like, that's, some music. It's pretty awesome. Looking. That's what I listen to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very specific about, like, having CDs and cassette tapes to listen to. Tapes. There's nothing like it. Yeah. I don't really like listening to music on my computer. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be... You know, I used to have a huge record collection, but it just got, especially, you know, back in Pittsburgh, you can find all these great records at vintage stores and so I know. thrift stores, but it's just too much. It's a too lot much of stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff in New York, but, but yeah, we have a record player at my apartment, but not in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> this is too much, even for my part, like I had so much vinyl that I had to dump when I came here. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just too much, too Aww. much stuff, but it's amazing, like, I... I fought the online music stuff for a long time, but now I just, I've embraced it. But yeah. it's, you can find stuff that, you know, I used to be, you know, dig through records to find like, you know, like world music, like stuff from, that you just can't find. And now you click the button and it's there. I know, it is, yeah. It's not the same, but there is something nice about it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a give and take. Yeah. But I do love vinyl, but it's hard to, it's hard to have. I know. Space is, you know, maybe one day when you get the upstate house, you uh, yeah. have a whole section, you know, dedicated, a whole room dedicated to music. You would vinyl. need that, yeah. Yeah. So you went to, so you went to grad school after that and decided. Yeah, I went to Yale. To go to New Haven. And then, I, yeah. Um, well, I knew I wanted to get out of Philly. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, uh, but I was living, uh, so I was in Philly for like seven years. And, like, that's including when I was in school. But right. um, but you spent time after, before you went to grad school. Yeah. 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 Um, so I knew I wanted to go to grad school because I wanted to continue my education. <laughs> da, 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 da. And that also, <laughs> yeah. also, I think it was an influence that my dad got his BFA for theater mm-hmm. and never got his MFA. And he always, like... Re- regretted that yeah. and it was like there were certain jobs he couldn't get it was right. like kind of like well this would be also a good thing like just to have mm-hmm. but I but that wasn't the main reason but that was like helpful um so then I decided to go to Yale well that's where I wanted to go and then I got in yeah and then New Haven and I lived lived in New Haven which is that's New Haven interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it's cool to go back, although I haven't in a really long time, but the one time I did, it was kind of cool to go back just because it's always nice to go back to a place that you had a significant part part of your life in, and then there's like that familiarity. Yeah. That's nice. The memories and 
all yeah, that. Yeah, it's super weird. It's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And it, it was like only two years, but yeah. it was like it felt intense, yeah, you yeah. know? And it was like so strange. And I mean, the pizza. I mean, the pizza's really good. Pretty good. But the best thing about, yeah, the best thing was just meeting like my friends and like that I'm so close to now. It like, wasn't a pizza? The friendships, <laughs> <laughs> the friendships, pizza after. Yeah. Um, so do you, uh, you still have a lot of people from your class or the, you know, their bordering class here? It seems like you. There's a good amount them. here. Yeah, for sure. Um, Some, sometimes like, I feel like there's not too many people from my class around anymore. Oh, maybe. I think it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Such is life. New York's not easy. It's not. No. No. I mean, a lot, well, a lot of people from my class, but I think, and then I think like the year after me or something, a lot of people went out to LA. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the class. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. You, you got what, basically what you need to get out of grad school, which is two years of work, friends, (laughs) community. Seriously, that's such a huge part of it. I think it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm so grateful for that. Um, the painting was, I made a lot of shit, but yeah. it was like, that's, I had to. I made a lot of work. I made so much stuff. Yeah, you're supposed to get it all out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then get get your ass handed to you by the faculty. Although, you, so you had the new guard there, right? Like you weren't, what year were you, what years were you there? 2012 to 2014. Yeah. So that's the new, like the new building and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I'm. I think it is fairly new. Yeah, it, well, it's relatively new. I mean, I was in the arts and architecture building back then. Right, 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 yeah. With the architects, which that's, was cool. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we're close to that building, though. Right, you're right across yeah. from that, that hotel. I stay at the Duncan. The Duncan is I amazing. I stayed there for the d- my interview. Isn't it like an Alfred Hitchcock movie scene? Like, it just feels... It is, it, or it seems like that yeah. yeah and it's old and it, it's like and they have pictures of all the people like of all the Yale like old football people I don't know I don't they have old pictures that. and I remember I got there early uh-huh. and they were like your rooms or a room isn't ready that, but we have like a, a smoking room if you want to <laughs> and I was like alright I'll just I wasn't a smoker <laughs> but I it was interesting I was just wanted to put my bags down because I had traveled traveled from Philly like early in the morning to get there so I had a day before my interview mm-hmm. and um anyways I stayed so that was room. your sort of introduction to New Haven yeah I was like this is so weird and then <laughs> I had my like interview and I well because my idea was like just let me get an interview there I that's great I'll be happy to get that and then I did, and I was, like, blown away. And I met Devin on our interview day. Um, but then after the interview, I was like, I don't know how I did. But they gave us a tour, and I had this, like, really strong feeling inside that I was, like, I, I mean, I've had this feeling rarely in my life, but I was, like, I'm meant to be here. Like, this feels right. And it was something about walking around. And mm-hmm. I went near a church and, like, sat in the grass. And I was, like... This felt right. This feels right. I was like, darn, I messed up my interview. How is this going to (laughs) happen? But I was like, but at the same time, I was like, but it's supposed to because I feel it. Right. And then it did. But anyways. So you did that. You you made a ton of work. Mm -hmm. And then was the plan to move down here right afterwards? No, the plan was like 
the plan was there was a group of us that did want to go to LA, but mm-hmm. random oh, yeah, random right. things came up. Like somebody got some you know residency, mm-hmm. dev, you know someone got a teaching job, someone else got a teaching job, and then it turned out it was like only me and my boyfriend at the time, and another friend who is not very reliable, and um, so I was like, all right. And he had lived in L.A. before, and he was like, I don't know if I want to go there. I really want to. But anyways, we tried to move back to Philly. Mm -hmm. He did not want to live in New York. I did. But I was like, I don't have to. Like, I'm open to other things. Like, I kind of, like, want to do something weird. I don't, like, want to go exactly to where everyone else is going. Right. Because I'm different. Yeah. (laughs) You can break the mold of the (laughs) New Haven in New York or L.A. Yeah. So and it ended up going upstate to Hudson and like going there for a day and like seeing like Jeff Bailey Gallery and like seeing mm-hmm. like a lot of artists that I knew at this opening at Jackie Gendel opening and then like seeing this place called the Basilica and like seeing like the feel of the town and I was like and it was like affordable yeah you know I was broke right and I was like okay you know screw it let's just go there like I don't know like we'll just go and I was like we can't stay in New Haven I'm not staying in New Haven for the summer or whatever we were like we have to go so we moved to Hudson and I had like the cool I had the nicest studio and it was like really affordable I had a house and it was like were you renting or did you buy it renting renting Yeah. yeah looked into buying but um Anyways, it was pretty crazy up there and isolating and weird to be there in the winter and yeah. like being in the hills and but it it was like really good for my work mm-hmm. because I was like super in my head and like and like di- and digesting and like transforming from the person I was in grad school and right. like trying to make sense out of all that yeah. and all the voices in my head that well not like the critics and just like remembering certain things and trying to listen to myself. And it was kind of a good place to just listen to myself Mm -hmm. instead of being in a city. Maybe who knows? It's like a cleansing, like a quieter way to, to, (laughs) to recover from what just happened to you over the last year. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, important. I mean, by the time I got out of graduate school, I'd been in school for seven straight years. And then I went to Skowhegan right after that. So it was seven and a half straight years Whoa. of school. So I was ready for like a 10-year bunker of like yeah. not listening to anyone. Yeah. And I did. Like I basically went into, you know, my studio and just shut the door and worked for a long time. Good. Know? Yeah. That's what you have to do. Yeah. You got to come to terms with yourself after a while, you know. Yeah. So you kind of did that, right? But yeah. then how long were you there before you moved down here? Two years I was there, and that was great. Yeah. But it was like, I, I was like, it was a little weird, because I've always lived in a city. Yeah. And it was like the first time I lived in like a small... Small townish town. I mean, it's technically, it's like a city, or mm, yeah. it ca- says that it is. Right. But it's like a small town. It's like one street of things, and it's like everyone knows everyone, and I'm just like... I don't, you don't need to know me. I don't know, like, into being, like, anonymous. Yeah. But, but that's fine. Like, it was good. And I had, like, and I was, like, able to paint. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was, like, I want to come here. And I came here. And I came here in October. Nice. So, and you had some friends, I guess, that helped you get acclimated or find a spot and all that stuff. In the city, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a lot of... 
people I knew that I'd come and see and yeah, good friends. Mm -hmm. So So anyways, like I feel like people would say like, it's really hard to be here. Like, or like, how is it for you? And honestly, it was really hard upstate when I was living there. And like, it was in a weird way that's like, because it was in this like weird isolation. You feel disconnected, right? Super strange. Yeah. And I feel like, so in a way I was like, you could really, anything can happen right now and I can handle it. Like moving to the city wasn't like, I don't know. It was like, it felt really natural and it didn't feel like um, a huge, I mean, I think it is now that I've been here for like six months, it does feel like it's harder to make work. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting used to like the flow of the way I make work here. Right. It's different than up there. Yeah. It's an adjustment. Yeah. There's a lot more outside going on, like outside right. of my body. Yeah. Their components is to my body. Yeah. But I'm, I would imagine that that can, that energy can get into the work, right? In yeah. A I think positive it's way. starting to do that. Yeah. Cause that's the fear of like isolation is that you just get too inside your own head. I know. And you get lost. I think like that's natural. Yeah. I think that's natural for me. So I, I think it's good to like snap out. I go down the rabbit hole a yeah. lot and it's like, I, it's really easy for me to go down the rabbit hole, but it's hard for me to get out. Yeah. It's good to go down there sometimes to get things. But you have to be able to get back out. Yeah. And you've started to, to show your work and share your work with people and stuff. And you're getting good response. And all yeah. That. I feel I feel like there's a pace that I'm comfortable with making my... I, like, I've slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding things better. Like, bef- like within, my, within my paintings. Yeah. And that's important. Well, let's talk about those... Okay. Paintings that were surrounded by, they're everywhere. Um, so what's, what's kind of like your influences or like what your, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that pop into my head when I see your work as far as like reference points, you know Oh, I mean? really? Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to say them. I'm just interested oh. in what you're into and what you're looking at or as if, or if it's more intuitive or. It's super intuitive off the bat. I'll say that because I, and it has a lot to do with my own like psychological like states of being my own emotional sensibility or other people's. Um, I try not to look at a whole lot of things other people's work right now because mm-hmm. I get so into it yeah and I'm really <laughs> sounds like I'm really into myself but I guess I could say I'm really into my own like I can't <laughs> like I I'm trying to really listen to myself and like right. be as intuitive as I can be with I, I can just get so into like looking at other things yeah but what do you see what were you gonna say? <laughs> I want to know. People, people were just in here um, on Monday. Mm-hmm. I had a group of people, and they were. I mean, there's a lot about like religion, like they were saying a lot of religious things. Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't go too far into religion in my own mind. It's more of a combination of, um, like a little bit of Fauvist palette, and you know. Like WPA posters or like propaganda. Yeah, oh yeah, totally love the posters. Yeah, and um, and a little new age, kind of like spiritualism. Maybe that's maybe it. that's the religious tie or something. But it, it, yeah. there's something kind of these figures <laughs> have a little bit of like one foot in sort of the navigating the real world and the complexities or the nuances of 
of our society and our world as it is in this sort of fantasy like side narrative or something yeah yeah um mixed with kind of like a hallucinogenic like under a spell of something yeah totally which you know in the palette being like Fovis, like a gogan you know kind of i mean there's this warm and cool dynamic that's going on that's really um psychological like it's kind of like in the mind yeah more yeah. than it feels like it's the state of mind of these figures more than the actual landscape that yeah, they're in. yeah so it doesn't feel like this fantasy world it feels almost like a headspace yeah that's exactly like what i'm trying to do with the landscapes in with the figures i i often will paint the figure first and like especially the face the expression mm -hmm. like setting the tone and then when i kind of get the feel for the tone the mood i'm I'm starting to realize like how I want the landscape to be because I want them I want the landscape excuse me the space of the figures in to really kind of be the symbol of what's going on yeah. within yeah right yeah so they seem layered and kind of weird and creepy at times yeah, kind of cultish yeah if it is apocalyptic it's a very quiet apocalypse or drawn mm -hmm. out not yeah. kind of like the sudden right you know earth is ending right now this kind of like we're transitioning into the the end of days <laughs> yeah or just like lifting a veil of like a transformation into a different way of being yeah is it always it seems as though it's most of the time you're painting women yeah which is i mostly do paint women and it's probably gonna be that way for a while although that's not a woman but that person's that just a, walking in is the that woods. a child i can't tell like a boy yeah. yeah um children i guess i paint um i'm around children a lot but um i think you're around children a lot? I, uh, yeah i take care of kids i really love children nice that's what you do or that's sort of yeah, for money. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my job. But yeah. Are you you're good with kids? Very good. Where did I, that come? I can't Where'd like brag about a lot do you of things. Uh, do you have a you know? I have a little brother that I was. T I'm ten years older than him, but I Whoa, was. Whoa, that's a gap. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a caring gap. Like at ten. Yeah. If you're twelve and they're two, you can really take on taking care. In a yeah, way. definitely. I would take Which care is nice. of him. That's probably part of it, right? Yeah, that definitely helped, and I just always like. It's just something that's natural for me. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it definitely, like, influ there's, like, it's, like, I think innocence is, like, there and there's something really important to, obviously, I, children are so, so important, like, the most important thing. Yeah. And I want to preserve their innocence and nurture them. Yeah. That's really important. Good luck. That, that innocent. Is oh, I know, but just no, no, guide I'm, I'm it naturally. My, to, my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a kid. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that innocence is starting to fly away. Oh well. <laughs> well, you know, as they get close to the teenage years, it, it yeah. starts to change. Then it's gonna. Then they're like questioning things. That's yeah. Good. There's a beauty in it. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. Kind they of have like, to. Yeah. I was like a super angsty teenager. Like, I mean, I was super nice, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. This is weird, being alive. That's <laughs> super weird. But um, anyways, I would like to... I know if I painted a, a, a dude, it's going to mm -hmm. be like, 
everyone's gonna be like, I love this painting because it's different. I don't know. Oh, it's like yeah. one of those things where if I do that. Like that, the uh, Lisa Yaskavich show when she finally started painting dudes. Did you see that show? When did she paint a dude? Her when? most <laughs> recent show at Swerner was like dudes. Oh, I oh yeah, that was such and a And people great. were making, that was basically I like, know, oh, wow, like, you painted guys. And it's like, so it's like, whoa. Okay. I liked that show, but yeah, that's what, I mean, I think there'll be a time, but it's just like, I'm, I feel like it's so about my own, like, emotional yeah. states that I'm a woman, so it's just like, that's what it is for now. They're kind of like mental self-portraits in a way. Yes. Yes, good one. <laughs> yes, you really got it. That's good. Yeah. No, because and going on just seeing your work from, you know, from afar in a way, you know, not talking to you about it. I had, you know, you kind of formulate ideas about what must be going on. A lot of times you're totally wrong. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, f- I feel like you're, there's something intense about the directness of the figures and of these images that I think makes it a little easier to connect with like in that way you know what I mean where so you kind of understand or you get this feeling about it they're like feeling paintings you know yeah yeah oh thank you that's they're vibe so paintings <laughs> thank you that's I really like you know hear that. as opposed to like if you were just making you know black squares on white canvases which can be amazing but yeah <laughs> it's a whole different it's a whole different thing yeah but I think that color, I love the idea that the color can be this thing that ties together your first experiences and like your desire to push color with crayons yeah. as like a young person. And you're obviously you're pushing color. Like color still is a big part of these paintings. Like it's a big part of the, the way that they, they talk, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of nice that connection yeah thank you that's so cool that we that I'm I'm thinking about that memory of the crayons because it's like a huge memory like I remember the feeling of looking at the colors next to each other I mean I was like five and I remember just the colors like it made this like feeling in me like almost like a hunger Mm -hmm. like it's like a physical feeling where I, I was like so into the way the colors like were next to each other it was like it was like magic I was like how could that they c- they combine and they make this magical explosion thing yeah. and it's like amazing and I mean like just yeah watching the sunset like I'm blown away by every sunset I see and just mm-hmm. how you can learn from the clouds like or yeah, just you must like love those Hudson River School paintings like yes. coal and all you know yes yeah. well and absolutely and, yeah. I mean it was like last summer I was in Hudson I made it like it was like I have to go to the river to see the sunset every day. Yeah. If I don't, I can't miss a sunset unless it's raining. I have to go see them because every day it would be it's like, like a whole different the show. sunset over the mountains. It was like a show. Yeah, it's like yeah. and the colors that would come. It would just it's like a magic formula every day. Yeah. You know, my theory on that whole thing about the crayons and being an artist, I feel like when you get to an age, like when you're younger, you're unconsciously trying to connect to things in your youth that kind of made you excited, no matter what that is, right? Yeah. No matter what you're doing is in your job or like in your life. It's like if you really loved making crayon, colors with crayons, when you, you're in school, you're trying to connect with that. Or if you were in, you know, grade school science class and you made a volcano that exploded and it was awesome, you know what I mean? Then you try to go to school for something with like, you know, yeah. earth sciences or something. Like you want to connect to that feeling of like enjoyment, excitement, discovery, 
and all that. Right? Yeah. But then as you get older, once you, let's say you're an artist and you're working for a while, as you're older and you gain more experiences in life, I feel like you start to want to just get back your nostalgic for experiences that you've already had, like yeah. being in school and like meeting friends for the first time and painting all night or whatever. Yeah. So as you get older, you just start referencing more recent things that were referencing right. that feeling. But you're always trying to get back to that like wonder of being a child and like experiencing things for the first time. Yeah. I think that's life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why kids who are drawing in grade school are the best. I know. Like second grade, amazing. Yeah. You'll never make better work than no, when you were in I second grade. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, because you're seeing things and you're just like, everything's in the most purest form. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm trying to translate this thing and like, this is the most purest way I can do it. Right. There's a moment where you're conscious of what you're doing. It's not like when you're in kindergarten, you're just like, like you're just yeah. putting like crayon everywhere. And it's just like yeah, you're, you're pushing you're, it. You're you know? one with each stroke. It's like, yeah. you're really like... You're like, mm. yeah. Like I have to get this line this way, and you're present. I right. feel like you're really present with each movement. Yeah, you get to this this very kind of like short window where you're conscious of what you're making, but you're not self-conscious about what you're drawing as a kid. Yes. And that's when it's amazing. Yes. And then they get to be like fourth or fifth grade, and they're trying to make a dragon look like a dragon, and it sucks. <laughs> and then <laughs> they're not good anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like life destroying. <laughs> That's when society uh, sort of I like those. You. I like those things too. Though. No, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Yeah. But that's the challenge. I think when you get older as an artist, or as you're making more and more work down the line, it's like, I've, I'm conscious of what I'm doing, but then how do I make it even better? And I think that's yeah. when work can really get amazing. But it's harder to do that. Yeah. I think. I know that's just my BS philosophy on being an artist. No, I, I think that's right. Yeah. So what do you have coming up? Anything? Just painting? Nothing. Just painting. I have this little show that I'm in that is a dog show. It's called dog. Dogs. I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. I think it's opening on Tuesday. Where is where is Somewhere it? Somewhere in Brooklyn. I'll, anyway, you can yeah. let me know, and I'll I'll, you know on the intro. I'll yeah, tell everyone yeah. about okay, it. Cool. It's, it, it's going to be fun because it's just a lot of cool painters that are making dog paintings. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my painting here because I gave it to them. That's a dog painting. It's uh, a painting of a dog. Is it your first painting of a dog? It is not. You've painted dogs before? I have painted dogs before. I've never painted a dog. <gasps> I got to do it. you have a new goal. I do. You should paint a dog. I will paint a dog. Yeah. Before it's all over, I'm going to paint one. Yeah. <laughs> so you have that coming up? Yeah. And just make him work? Yeah. Cool. Well, it's been great to, to chat with you. Yeah, it's been really great. And you know, it's Thank amazing you. you've completely, I think as I have, you've completely hid the Pittsburghese accent. Yeah. I, I thank, you, thank you. I can do it, though. I mean, like, if I, I well, never. Well, if you're from the South Side, I imagine. Yeah. I would say the true Pittsburgher can just say simple words, like, holla, and then that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. uh, anyone can say, you know, gum band and like down yeah, there and all that, but, or uh, rid up your room. But if you can say hello and that's Pittsburghese, that's a true Pittsburgher. Yeah. <laughs> and that. Yeah. And that. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> so th yeah, thanks for having me over. It's been great. To Thank you so much. To talk to you. It was really great. Cool. Thanks.
Sound and Vision is recorded and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. The introduction and introduction music is by Michael Lovett, who records as the musical act Nazca Lines. All other music was written and performed by myself. You can find images and information about the podcast at soundandvisionpodcast.com. You can find more about me and my artwork at paintchanger.com. Thanks for listening.